Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I trust you and your family are doing well. Uh, we are in the subject of the power of the blood of Jesus. And today we are going into um, the final part of this teaching, and that is applying the blood of Jesus upon your life. This is very important. How do you apply the blood of Jesus in your life? so that the power of the blood of Jesus is effective in you. The first way we apply the power of the blood of Jesus is by partaking of his body and his blood through Holy Communion, through the Lord's Supper. And this is, these are, uh, I'm showing you some scriptures in John chapter six, verses 51 to 56. These are the words of Jesus. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the son of man and drink of his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat again, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. So Jesus is actually, this is a, a he's speaking actually about the Last Supper, but this was way before the actual Last Supper, and we will look at those scriptures. But this is what he said to them, uh, to his disciples, I mean, the Jews who were there. And he says, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. If you eat of this bread, you will live forever. And this bread that I'm talking about is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. In other words, I'm going to give myself for the life of the world, and you go to eat of this flesh. And he's, he's talking about, I'm the living bread. Then the Jews they, you know, they, they, they interpreted everything in the flesh. They couldn't see the spiritual part of it. They said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to them, he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And whosoever eats my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and I in him. And you know, the rest of the story was, they got very, very offended. And uh, most of the people who were there with him left him. Most of the people who followed him left him, except the 12 disciples. They stayed with him and Jesus said, aren't you also leaving me? And they said, Lord, where can we go? you alone have the words of eternal life. So anyway, then we go to the account of the Last Supper in Matthew chapter 6. So uh, in, from verses 26 to 29, and he says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink you all of it for this is the blood of my new Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine 
until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. So <coughs> this is the account of the Last Supper. And he says, Jesus took bread. Actually, what they had some, they had some bread and wine. And Jesus took the bread and he blessed the bread and he broke the bread and he gave it to the disciples. And when he gave it to them, he says, this is my body. Eat this. And then he took the cup of wine and he blessed it. He gave thanks. He gave it to them. And he says, drink you all of it. And he says, this is my blood of the New Testament or the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now, it is interesting to um, to see the scripture. It actually says that what Jesus took was bread. You know, he didn't pluck off a piece of flesh, but he took some bread and then he took some wine. But when he blessed the bread and gave it to them, he gave it to them and he said, this is my body. It's interesting. He didn't say this is bread. He says, this is my body. And, and then when he gave them the cup, he didn't say this is wine or he didn't say this is wine, which is symbolic of my blood, but he says, this is my blood. So in other words, you see, you got to understand now that Jesus always spoke what he saw with the eye of his spirit. So although he was giving them bread and it was still bread, of course, I mean, it remained bread and what they received was bread. But what Jesus was giving them, what he saw with the eye of his spirit was that he was giving them his own flesh. You know, as far as he was concerned, he was giving them a piece of himself. And then when he gave them the cup, I mean, it was still wine, but when he blessed it and he gave it to them, he called it his blood. So what the disciples received was bread and wine. But as far as Jesus was concerned, he was giving them his flesh and his blood. It's very, very important for us to understand it, because if we understand this, then we will understand what it cost Jesus to make the Holy Communion available to us and what is behind it. Because Jesus, uh, he, he was, as far as he was concerned, he was giving them himself. That's what he was doing. He was giving himself to the disciples. He says, I'm giving myself to you and this is my body and this is my blood. So although physically speaking, it was still bread and wine, but spiritually, what Jesus was giving them was his flesh and his blood. And he says, eat this. This is my body. Eat this. This is my blood. Drink this. Now, we see this thing repeated in Corinthians when Paul talks about the Holy Communion. And interestingly, Paul wasn't there when uh, this event took place. You know, Paul wasn't even saved at that time. But, <clears throat> but he says, when he begins to talk about it, uh, about the Holy Communion. He says, what I received of the Lord, I share with you. In other words, what Paul, Paul, although Paul was not present at, at the Last Supper, uh, he gives an account as if he had been there. But what he is doing, he's saying that I received this from the Lord. So Paul received this by revelation, although he wasn't there himself physically. But it's interestingly how his account, which he received by revelation from God, was exactly the same as Matthew's, um, uh, who had been there. So 
Paul uh, says, this is what he says. He says, on the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed the bread and he, you know, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. And he says, take it, this is my body. And then he gave them, likewise, he gave them the cup. And he says, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. It's interesting that he says the same thing that Matthew said. So uh, we partake of the body and the blood of Christ by, by partaking of the Holy Communion. When we partake of the Holy Communion, we, we receive the blood of Jesus by faith. We said, Jesus, I drink this wine, but by faith, what I am receiving is your precious blood. And I thank you that your blood cleanses me, your blood, your body that was broken for me. It is, uh, it was for my healing. <coughs> so I thank you that I have healing and I have forgiveness of sins and I have deliverance through this. So we receive the Holy Communion by faith. And when we receive the Holy Communion by faith, we receive the blood of Jesus upon our lives by faith. Praise God. So, you know, so it is very important. This is one way in which we receive the benefits of the blood of Jesus is by participating in Holy Communion in our local church or even at home. You can take the Holy Communion at home or you can take the Holy Communion in church. And when you're doing that, every time you do that, uh, Paul said that uh, there's, you know, firstly, we partake of the blood. But the other thing is that you remember the Lord's death until he comes. So we remind ourselves of the blood that Jesus shed for us upon the cross. Every time you take communion, you remind yourself of the precious blood that the Lord Jesus shed for us upon the cross, the price he paid for our salvation, for our healing, for our restoration, for our deliverance. So we remind ourselves of the cross of Calvary every time we take the Holy Communion. And by partaking of the communion, we also appropriate the blessings of that shed blood that was shed for us. Praise the Lord. So, uh, you know, now the other way we apply the blood in our lives is by faith, is by faith. We apply the precious blood of Jesus upon our lives by faith. And one way we do it is, is by speaking out the word of God with our mouths. You know, the word is very powerful. What you speak with your mouth is very powerful. Uh, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so we, you know, we have life or death within our tongue. So one thing we can do is speak out the power of the blood over our lives by faith and the efficiency, efficiency and the power of the blood of Jesus. We speak it out with our mouths. So we speak the blood of Jesus over our lives, over our own lives. I do that every single day. I, I, I speak out the power of the blood of Jesus over my life over our families, over our homes. And we plead the blood of Jesus for protection from the works of the devil, from, dis from diseases and from death. Because you see, the blood of Jesus is, uh, it was shed for us, for all, and not just for you and me, but for all mankind. So we have the right to speak the power of the blood of Jesus, not only over our lives, but over the lives of other people. And uh, typically, I would personally say, Lord, I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for me and shed for my wife, my children, my family, my, uh, you know, uh, my teams in Africa uh, and, and, and in Asia. I plead the blood 
of Jesus over my home church and I plead the blood of Jesus over my friends and their families. I thank you, Jesus, that they that we are all protected by the blood of Jesus. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. And I thank you that our sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that the works of Satan have been broken by the precious blood of Jesus in the blood of Jesus in our lives. I thank you, uh, Father, that we are protected from diseases and sicknesses from by the blood of Jesus. We are protected from the spirit of death by the blood of Jesus. You see, the, so the first way we apply the blood of Jesus over our lives is by taking Holy, Holy Communion. The other way we, uh, we apply the blood of Jesus is over our lives is by the word of our mouth. Because the words of our mouth are very important. So we speak faith, we speak life, and we speak the power of the blood of Jesus over our lives. So uh, these are the two ways in which we apply the blood of Jesus over our lives. And I would recommend you who are watching me that you do this every day over yourself, over your family, over your home, over everything that pertains to you. Just cover them with the blood of Jesus. Amen. It's not a magical fairy dust type of thing, but the blood of Jesus is powerful. And we must appropriate all the blessings uh, of the blood because they're there for us and they're for God's people, for God's church, and we must appropriate them by faith. Now, this was actually my last lesson in the subject of the power of the blood of Jesus, but uh, I want to conclude by saying these things. You see, the blood of Jesus I would say it is, uh, you know, there are certain things that are so powerful that work in our lives. One is the Word of God. The Word of God is a powerful, powerful. I mean, God created everything with His Word and with His Word, He sustains all things. And He sends forth His Word and healed them, it says. So the Word of God is life. The Word of God is healing. The Word of God is is, is is deliverance. It's everything. You know, you can, there's wonder-working power when we speak the word. The other thing that we have been given is the name of Jesus. And it is the name that is above every name. And we have the right to speak that name over Satan, over demons, over diseases, over everything that comes against us. And in, the, in his name, we shall cast out devils. In his name, we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, you know, the name of Jesus is very, very, very powerful. Then the third thing we have is, is the blood of Jesus. This is, I mean, it is something that Jesus shed. The blood was what Jesus shed for us. And through the blood, there is remission of sins. Through the blood, when, when we are covered by the blood of Jesus, we are protected from the hand of the enemy and from everything that will come against us. So it is very important that we learn to acknowledge it and appreciate it and speak it out and live, live with this reality in our lives every single day. So it's not a passive thing that, yes, Jesus shed his blood 2,000 years ago and, you know, and praise God for that. No, but today... Even today, as I am right now, I appropriate the blessings of the blood of Jesus. I acknowledge and I confess and I speak it out over my life. And anyway, I want to, this is a short lesson, but I want to end this subject right now. And uh, we are going to start the next subject I'm going to teach on is the blood covenant. The blood covenant, which is one of the most uh, uh, important things for you and me to understand 
We're going to talk about the blood covenant and what the covenant means. We're talking about the, we'll talk about the old covenant. We'll talk about the new covenant. And we'll see that everything that God does in our lives is in the light of his covenant. So we will understand those things and we will do that study. But uh, let me finish by praying for you. Father, <coughs> I pray for my brothers and sisters who are watching this. I thank you for your hand upon their lives. I ask you to bless them and I ask you to bless their families and put your uh, blessing upon them, Father, in every dimension, in spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask you to cause them to multiply, to increase, bless them financially. Bless them, Father, protect them from sickness and disease, from every work of the enemy, Father. Bless their families, bless their relationships, bless them spiritually and keep them in mental and emotional health and always, Father, let them be blessed. We thank you for all your goodness towards us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you, brothers and sisters, and we'll be seeing you again.